Welcome to the Ultimate Insurance Agency Podcast. Planet of the Agents. Planet of the Agents. Where we give you the real scoop on being an insurance agent and running an agency. This show is all about helping you focus on earning more money as an agent and building your own insurance empire. Empire. Here's your industry-leading host who has generated tens of thousands of insurance leads. This is Dave Baker. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Planet of the Agents. I am your host, Mr. Insurance himself, Senor Seguro, Dave Baker. And I am here to share my stories, ideas, and to share some of the many tales and exciting things that I pick up in the insurance industry and the world of the independent and even captive agent. So, what are we going to talk about today? Well, we've got quite a few things. First, of course, I just want to remind you that if you'd like to send any ideas, any questions or comments about the show or about insurance, please feel free to reach out to me by email. And you can do that by sending an email to dave at planetoftheagents.com. It's very easy. Once again, it's just dave at planetoftheagents.com. Now let's get into today's episode. The title of today's episode is What Makes Your Insurance Agency Stand Out? Now, why am I bringing that up? Well, simply put, I think that more than ever, it's time for insurance agents to really stand out from the crowd. And the crowd isn't just other insurance agents, okay? It's also the internet. I'm sure you've heard of it. The network of computers that's disrupting the insurance industry. Why do I bring this up so often? Well... Let's see. In the last week, I can think there were maybe five or ten times someone said to me, when do you think things in insurance are going to get back to normal? And I just said, huh? What does that even mean? And people would say something like, well, do you think I'm going to get walk-in traffic again? Or do you think there's going to be a pickup in my sales? Or I'm going to get more leads naturally? Uh, Naturally meaning in the sense of not buying the leads. And uh, do you think I'm going to get more referrals like I used to get? What do you think? Well, obviously, the people I talk to work in different parts of the industry. Some people are focused on personal lines. Some are very specific in their personal lines. They might only sell auto or home. I mean, they might sell both products, but they're focused on marketing one. Then I'll talk to people in commercial. Uh, I talked to someone who told me they had a book of restaurants. And obviously, if you're watching the news, you can see that restaurants are struggling right now. So I don't know when at all people are going to see a pickup in that business again. I mean, look, here's the thing. The internet and insured tech companies were on track to disrupt the insurance industry, and they were doing it more and more. And with everything that's happened, it's just been accelerated. So I asked, for example, a question to the person who said, do you think we're going to see a lot more walk-in business once everything settles down? And I said, why would you think that? And they said, well, you know, because people can walk in our store and they'll come back in and they'll sit down and they'll get quotes again. Well, after almost a year of being conditioned to use the telephone and to go online to buy insurance and to do most things from home, I have to ask, why would someone do that? If you were my age, you remember going to the video store and renting a video. 
it was so exciting. We'd go to the store. We were supposed to do things like be kind and rewind. You'd see what latest movies were available. You'd hope that it wasn't out of stock. And then came this system where you could just watch a movie by paying a monthly fee. A streaming service, huh? What a crazy idea. And after that, how many people do you hear about returning to the video store? Hmm. Now, it's funny because I did actually see a video rental place somewhere, and I thought that was funny. Um, you do see them in the mountains, by the way, on a side note. Sometimes you'll see them if you go to places where the internet isn't strong, like uh, mountainous areas. You will see video rental places because when you rent a cabin, they might have a DVD player or a VHS player, which is pretty funny. But let's get back to the topic here. So... With what happened with the video industry, you have to ask yourself, well, why would walk-in business return to the insurance industry? And in my lifetime, have I ever tried the walk-in thing? I did. I did. We did get some walk-ins uh, when I was doing retail insurance, but I don't think a lot of that business actually stuck. Now, perhaps, hmm, perhaps it was due to the community. Perhaps it was due to our location. There are just so many variables that could have been there, but... There is a place, of course, for walk-in business. Of course, if you take cash payments, that might be something that you need to see people for, of course. But I've even heard stories of ATM-style machines where they'll take cash payments for customers. And I have heard of some carriers allowing major retail stores to accept payment on behalf of them as well, reducing the need for clients to walk into their local insurance agent. So that's just something to consider. What's going on with the internet? Well, the internet is growing, right? And why is internet business and insure tech business growing? Well, I mean, the number one thing I can think of is ease of use, okay? A lot of people like to take the path of least resistance. I mean, think about yourself. When you're getting a quote, is there a company in your head that you think, oh gosh, I hope I don't have to get a quote from them because there are like 75 boxes I have to fill out just to get to the price screen or I have to go through 12 screens of information. It's such a burden. But then you think, well, there's this other quote that I can get in like five minutes. I should just try that one first and hopefully they have a good price and a good balance of coverage and things that'll make the client happy. Do you ever have those thoughts? I would think you do because... I have them, and I hear other people talk about them all the time. Sure, do we still find ourselves going to those companies where it's harder to get a quote, and do we still find ourselves putting in all the information because we want to do the best we can for the customer, and we want to offer them options and a good combination of price and coverage and really do our, you know, do what we are famous for and shop it out? Yeah, of course, sure. But wouldn't it be great if it was easier? Well, that's something the internet offers the consumer. It offers them ease of use. You know what else it offers them? Speed. Rapid price shopping. This price thing is such an issue now that I remember when I would tell people I wasn't really concerned about people price shopping because I'd say that, you know, I can explain the value of certain coverages to them and I would tell stories like that. That actually feels like so long ago, because today I hear the word price mentioned so much, and particularly in personal lines. I don't hear it as much in commercial, but that's probably because the business owners have you know, analyzed things a little bit more, and they realize that there are some unique risks to their business, perhaps. But of course, hey, that doesn't apply to every business. There's commercial insurance you can buy that has a package of general and professional liability starting at you know $200. 
that's practically zero if you think about it. And let's say you sell that product and you earn a commission. Let's say you earn a 15% commission. Well, that's $30. How much time can you spend on that, right? And that's why the internet companies have to make things so efficient because they might sell a lot of low-priced policies, but they have to make it efficient and, you know, cost-efficient particularly, as well as, you know, not time-consuming so that they can churn out the policies quickly. Now, does an insure tech company necessarily devote as much time and passion to the industry and do they have the same interactions with their customers? No, of course not. It's kind of like when people who are from a different generation would go to the butcher shop and they would discuss the meat and they would talk about the specialty of the cuts and all the education that the butcher had and how they use special knives and the things they've done to make you just the perfect cut. And today, you can order a steak on the internet. It'll show up in your house in a few hours. Times have just really changed. And another thing I've been hearing when talking to some company reps is, well, let me back up here. One of the first questions I ever ask is, how are things going? Are you seeing growth or are you seeing, you know, a lot of attrition? What are you seeing? And they'll say, well, we've seen uh, some growth from some agencies. Yeah, there's, there are agencies that are growing. But when I dig down a little more, I find out that those are often internet-based agencies that have APIs and rapid quotes and other things that are making it easy for the consumer. And if you're a one-person shop or you're a family of two and you have a few staff or, heck, even if you have 10 people working at your agency, you might not be able to compete with the speed. You might be able to deliver better quality products, but the problem is you might not be able to get those out in front of the potential consumer. But don't worry. Okay, let's talk about some of the things you can do. One of the most important things that I think about is how can you make your agency stand out in this crowd? The crowd is getting bigger because you've got the insure tech companies and you have local agents, captive agents, and direct writers. So you need to do something, in my opinion, just to stand out. It's something that I think about a lot and I'd like to share a few of those ideas today. Now, everyone seems to always talk about niches, and I didn't invent this statement, but I like it, where it says the, the riches are in the niches, or something to that effect. And I like it. It makes sense. It makes sense that you, if you are a master of something rather than a jack-of-all-trades, then it makes sense that you could become the go-to person or go-to agency for a certain product. Now, obviously, well, maybe not obviously, in my humble opinion, I think it's easier in commercial than in personal lines to develop a niche and a marketing strategy around that niche. But it doesn't have to be hyper-specific. You see, whenever I mention the word niches, people will give me some ridiculously over-specific example where they say, what am I supposed to do? Advertise that I'm the only person that sells beekeeper insurance? They'll come up with some interesting story like that. I remember the funny one for me wasn't even the beekeepers. It's when we were talking about trying to become the hottest agency selling tuna canning insurance. I mean, we see canned tuna everywhere, don't we? So somebody must be focused on this tuna canning industry. Who doesn't like tuna? So anyway, there are a lot of ways to stand out, okay? In commercial, obviously, you can find a niche and market that product, right? There are so many 
commercial insurance products. And the thing is, there are so many industries. Let's say there are 10 well-known commercial products, okay? Let's say you've got your general liability, your professional liability, property insurance, crime insurance, workers' comp. You've got cyber liability, inland marine, ocean marine. You've got surety bonds, which obviously is not insurance, but it's still something relevant to commercial. You've got kidnap and ransom insurance. I mean, there are quite a few options. But the thing is, those lines have so many industries they can apply to. It's incredible. So you could perhaps find either a line of coverage and specifically market it to a specific industry, or you could even find an industry, find out what commonly written insurance lines they have in commercial, and then market to them. Now, one thing to consider that I don't think a lot of people are considering these days is that if you are marketing to a certain industry, you could get submissions nationwide. So you have to ask yourself, are we prepared to get nationally licensed? It's not cheap and it requires more administration, of course, right? You'll have to watch all the cancellation dates. You'll have to make sure your staff is licensed in various states, depending on who sells insurance where. Your agency will need a license. So there is a cost there. Now, let's talk about personal lines for a second. Ask yourself this. Could you be the go-to provider for someone who talks to a lot of potential new customers for you? Think about it. There are people in other industries that talk to a lot of new homeowners. Of course, that's probably very well known. And there are a lot of people who talk to new auto buyers. Now, does that just mean the auto dealer? No, there are other people, right? There are auto brokers. There are finance companies. There are a lot of people involved. Obviously, in the homeowner's world, I would say that mortgage leads are a pretty well-known side of the industry. I've heard agencies tell me that you know they start all of their business by getting leads from the mortgage company, closing them, and then trying to cross-sell them. And in fact, some companies have told me, or some, let me rephrase that, some agents have randomly said things like, well, I actually just sell the homeowners and I never cross-sell anything, and I hope they stay on. And it sounded like that was working for whomever that was. I haven't had that conversation in the last, say, year since things have changed a little, so I'm not sure how it's working today. But with the housing market just going crazy, people are obviously buying houses and there are a lot of refis going on. But why not think outside the box? Is there someone other than a mortgage company or escrow or title company who could refer you business in the home industry? There might be. Have you ever talked to someone like a hard money lender or somebody else who's involved in the industry that could send you a series of leads? On a side note, speaking of technology and this homeowners and mortgage lead business, I'll tell you something that does really feel like something I see in my crystal ball is that I think in the future, we're going to see more integrations with mortgage and escrow type of companies with insurtechs. Because the thing is, they can deliver an instant and seamless quote. And let me give you an example. Let's say someone applies for a mortgage and they say they're going to go ahead with it. Then the mortgage person could say, I'm going to send you a few quotes. I'm going to give you three options for homeowner's insurance. But of course, you can choose your own company as well. But we'll just send this over to you. They already have the data on the home. They have the data on the consumer. So they could have some sort of integration with some insurance companies or insure tech companies where it will just make an instant offer to them. And they could possibly buy it by 
just clicking a button or have it integrated into their uh, escrow or their impound account. So with that in mind, I definitely think that's a concern. And it's time to ask another question. Can you compete with that? Maybe. You might deliver better service and you might have more knowledge than an email that someone gets where they have to click and try to read everything on their own and figure it all out. And I actually think a lot of you out there have a lot of knowledge and that's something that you can really offer the customer. But the problem is that you might not be able to get in front of them. Let's flip back one more time to the commercial side, okay? Here's a question I ask myself. Could I work with some group or organization that's going to send me a stream of clients? See, that's what I like to think about. I don't like to think about getting one single customer at a time. I want to think bigger picture, okay? I want to think about partnering with someone or a company or an organization that can create a pipeline and that will deliver multiple clients. What's wrong with being the number one go-to for beekeeper insurance? Sure, we made fun of it a little while ago. It's just something I was throwing out there because I saw some bees and I thought about it, but that would be amazing. I would love to have an agency where I sold uh, insurance to maybe a few different industries. Say we have three hot industries or our three niches, and we were writing thousands of clients. And what it does, on top of the fact that you're simplifying your business a bit, is it allows you to really focus and do a deep dive into that industry and the lines and the coverage that they need. So it can benefit you and benefit the consumer. So I'm going to leave you with that. That's your homework for tonight. Are you thinking bigger picture? Are you thinking about partnering up or teaming up with someone or a company that will generate you a pipeline of multiple clients? Or are you focused on getting one single customer at a time? I know there are people who buy leads and generate leads other ways where they'll get one client and then they'll get another lead and another one, but it's just one person. What if your real synergy is with someone who could deliver to you a stream, a never-ending stream of customers? Wouldn't that be amazing? And who knows who it could be? It could be a life insurance agent. It could be someone from another industry. If you're a life insurance agent, maybe you need to work with a property and casualty agent or financial planners who aren't selling life insurance. There are just so many options out there. And that's what I want to think about. In fact, I think that's what I'm going to dream about tonight. I've been writing this today and talking about it, and it's always been a focus of mine, and I'll probably end up thinking about it all night. Anyway, I'm going to leave you with that thought on this episode. I hope your year is off to a wonderful start. I'm glad to have you tuned in again this year to the show. And don't forget to reach out to me by sending an email to dave at planetoftheagents.com. All right, everybody. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Planet of the Agents. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And... Head over to our website at planetoftheagents.com to sign up for our newsletter and get even more information on how to grow your insurance agency.